You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to continue talking about the MLB postseason and comparing the Tampa Bay Rays to the 2015 Kansas City Royals. But first, the show is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to people.com and use promo code Locked On. So... Diving into this postseason and these two series, one has gone exactly how I figured it would go. And that series is in the AL side of things, the Rays and the Astros. The Astros have a ton of concerns in their pitching staff. Their lineup has not quite been able to to amend those mistakes they've made with their pitching staff and their lack of pitching. And the Rays are just a simply better team. They, they're the deeper team. They're the better team. They've proven throughout this stretch of, of the season that they are the best team in the AL, and they're going to march their way to the World Series as they take a 3-0 lead yesterday in a game in which I thought they were just kind of punting because you move Glass now, uh, giving him the extra day's rest after you have him pitch game one and five of last series. You move him back after you take the 2-0 lead and you throw out Ryan Yarborough, who's no slouch, and he goes out there and he pitches really well. And then the Rays go and take advantage of great defense and they knock off the Astros again, and now they're sitting 3-0 with their best pitcher on the staff going game four, and I just don't see how that isn't demoralizing for Dusty Baker's crew. And the Rays are doing everything right, and they remind me a lot of the Royals from 2015. They have a good pitching staff. They have a back end of that bullpen that is not Herrera, Holland, Wade, Davis. It's, it's not to that level. It's it's not to the Herrera, Davis, Holland level. But it is still a heck of a bullpen. Whenever you can throw out there in the back end, Nick Anderson and Diego Castillo, and work from there and still have guys like Peter Fairbanks coming in, that bullpen is sustainable. That bullpen is deep, and that bullpen's really good. The starting pitchers are better than they were in 2015 for Kansas City. That's just... A fact, they have a good pitching staff, which is what Kansas City had, a good pitching staff. They just did it in opposite ways. Kansas City had a, had a better bullpen than Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has better starters than the Royals, but they're still predicated on good pitching. And then you move on to their position players, and their position players are all about matchups and playing great defense. Where's the all-star on Tampa Bay's lineup? And where was the all-star in Kansas City? What was the one guy you feared in that Kansas City lineup? You had to fear one through nine because one through nine, although they might not have the flashy stats or the resume, they were known for timely hitting. And one through nine in Tampa Bay, along with their bench units that they use for matchups and righty-lefty and things like that, they're known for just picking each other up and continuing to pick each other up. You can't pitch around... Choi, because they're going to have someone else, Hunter Renfro or somebody, come behind them and clean it up. And Randy Rosario has turned into the best hitter in baseball, which is a run that Escobar went on in 2015 where he couldn't stop hitting the first pitch of every game, hit the inside the park home run. 
this run by the Rays where it's a lot of names that outside that market you probably don't know. Feels a lot like Kansas City where it's a lot of those names were outside the market you probably don't know. If you didn't live in Kansas City, if you weren't a Royals fan, you probably don't know those guys. But they play a fun style of baseball. They play extraordinary defense. And while Tampa Bay has not faced quite the adversity that Kansas City did on their run to the postseason, they still have just that that factor about them that it just feels like it's their year. It just feels like this is when the Rays break through. It feels like this team is just destined to hold that World Series trophy. And it felt like that Kansas City team was just destined to hold that World Series trophy. When you come back on the Astros, when you come back on the Blue Jays, when you have the inside the park home run, when you have the Alex Gordon home run, when you have the Eric Hosmer sacrifice fly after the air, when you have all of those things, when you have the mad dash home, that feels like a team of destiny, and it feels like we're watching the same thing in Tampa Bay. Great defense, good pitching staff, a lineup of, of relatively unknown players, unless you're just a diehard baseball fan that knows the ins and outs of every team. If you're sitting at home as a casual fan right now and you're watching the Rays for the first time all year, you can't pick many guys out of that lineup at all. I mean, maybe you've heard of Kevin Kiermeyer because he's, he's always winning gold gloves. But, of course, he's not their best hitter. So that lineup does everything it should do, right? And that's what we talked about with the, with the Yankees last series. That lineup, each batter can go up there with no pressure. Even in a high lever situation, even in the playoffs, even in the, uh, you know, the uh, championship series, they can go up there understanding that the only thing that they have to accomplish is to have a good at-bat. Whereas the Yankees go up there and they're middle of the order, you know, Stanton, Judge, those guys go up there knowing if I'm not going to do it, who is? The pressure is more so on them, where Tampa Bay is a more even squad. And again, reminds me of Kansas City, where you just keep you keep passing the torch, moving the line, keep the lines moving. It reminds me of Kansas City a lot in that way. This raised team is, is really just a carbon copy of Kansas City, maximized with depth and cheap young talent. I really like what Tampa Bay is doing. It's a fun baseball team to watch. It's a fun team to root for. And you simply just can't ask for better baseball right now from Tampa Bay. And then we'll get to a series that has totally shocked me. And that might be my worst take all season long. It was about the Braves and about what they could or couldn't do in the postseason. We'll get to all of that. And we're also going to get to Jose Altuve possibly having the yips. And we'll talk about that more after the break. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get 20% off your next order. That's right, 20% off your next order at BuiltBar.com when you use promo code LOCKEDON. And they have six brand new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, Lemon on cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. You're going to want to get your hands on some Bilt Bars right now. It's the best protein bar on the market, covered in 100% real chocolate. It's soft and easy to chew. They're great for pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. Bilt Bars are also great for the health-conscious person losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. My personal favorite has to be the banana nut bread option, but you can go over to BiltBar.com right now. 
Look through all the different flavors and pick yours out and use promo code locked on when you get 20% off your next order. That is promo code locked on to get 20% off your next order over at builtbar.com. So we are back on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. On today's show, let's continue talking about the postseason. And let's move on to Jose Altuve, who has been unbearable defensively. And it's caused even his manager to talk about maybe he has the yips and and. If you don't know, haven't been keeping up with it, he has struggled to throw the baseball. He can't even make a simple throw to second base. He can't make a simple throw to first base. As a second baseman, throwing the baseball should not be that difficult for you. And you saw that last night, He there's a scenario where there's a ground ball up in the middle, and instead of throwing it to second base, He's a little bit further out than than a typical flip range, and he flips it to second base. Now, I personally didn't take too much from that because, look, these guys flip it a ton, and and even if they're further away than you or I would be if we were going to flip it, but they're major league players. They can flip it if they want to, underhand toss it. But it just kind of snowballed on him because everyone was already talking about the yips, and then now he supposedly has the yips, and now he won't throw to second base even while he's sitting behind the bag. I don't view the flip thing as that big of a deal. I will say, though... I think it's more so injury related, but it's hard it's hard to say that when your own manager is saying you have the yips. If anyone would understand or know that he is dealing with some injury we don't know about, it would be Dusty Baker. So, you know, no matter what you feel about Jose Altuve, the trash can banging, the possible wire under his jersey, which was just a just stupid it was just a stupid conspiracy theory. No matter what you think about all that, having the yips is something that could really destroy his career, and I don't think he kind of deserves his career being destroyed just because uh, he stole some signs. He was a great player before that, still a good player, and you know you just never want to see someone go down that way. But I understand that's not a popular argument to have or a popular stance to have when everyone hates Jose Altuve so much. But it is something to monitor as we move forward here in this series. I wonder, and I haven't seen the laps yet for, for this game, I wonder if you consider DHing him. Do you DH Jose Altuve and not have him play in the field because of how bad it is and you don't want that to translate to the play? I just don't understand what's happening. And, you know, I'm, I don't know if it's the yips. I don't know if it's an injury. I just don't understand how he can go from being a really good defender uh, to an above-average defender and to now he can't make a simple throw to first base. Multiple Jose Altuve errors this series has led to runs. Multiple, multiple, multiple. And that has to be frustrating for Houston. And what's really the, alter- the alternative? Is it to bench him completely? I don't think you want to take that bat out of the lineup. He's hit some, some solo shots that have helped that offense. I don't know what you do with Jose Altuve, but as that is one of the most interesting stories of this postseason. But to me, not as interesting as what the Braves are doing because I never thought this Braves team would be able to get to this point and get up 2-0. Now, look, you can you can still win this series if you're the Dodgers. You can't win in six or seven, as I predicted, without losing two or three games first. I understand that. But this Braves lineup has teed off on the Dodgers. 
Dave Roberts has been an awful, awful manager this series. The Dodgers offense has went cold up until they almost made that comeback last night in the late innings, which was a, a great comeback try uh, that, that really you know, fell just short, but it was still awesome to watch. Is that going to spark their offense to this game, though, tonight? Who knows? I, I never thought that the Braves could be in this position. Now, here's the thing, though. My big concern with the Braves was their pitching, and they just tossed their two best pitchers, and you have to win. When you only have two good pitchers on your staff, you have to win their two games, and you just happen to put them back-to-back, and you won them back-to-back. So you did your job there. You won with your best pitchers, and those are your only two good pitchers. So let's see what this Dodgers lineup does against the pitchers they're going to throw out today, tomorrow, and the next day. So I am very intrigued by that series. And honestly, I don't know who to root for as a as a – neutral party in this because I think that a Braves-Rays World Series would be phenomenal stylistically. I think that that Braves lineup against that, that Rays pitching staff and the Rays lineup and their defense and, and everything that they do well against the, the Braves pitching staff, I think that they'd be a great series. Kevin Cash uh, would outmanage anyone, and he's a, he's a huge weapon, Kevin Cash is. He's going to outmanage both of these guys in the NL. No question about it. And on the flip side of that coin, I love that Dodgers lineup. I think that Dodgers lineup against the, the, the Rays pitching staff would be really good. And I just really like this Rays team. I think that they're going to win the World Series. I, I do. I don't know. Outside of just name value and, and just saying, look, I know the Dodgers. I know Mookie Betts. I know Cody Bellinger. That's why I'm picking the Dodgers. Outside of name value, I don't know how you can point to anything and, and pick someone over the Rays right now with how they're playing baseball and their manager situation. I mean, I mean, and in tight series and close series and competitive series, it comes down to who's making the decisions. And I would take Kevin Cash a hundred times out of a hundred over Dave Roberts. But you know the Dodgers have to get there, and, and the Dodgers are behind the eight ball, and it's going to be really hard. Again, when you're battling back to an awful manager like Dave Roberts, it's going to be really hard to battle back in this series. And I thought the Dodgers would have a close series and win in six or seven, but starting 0-2 is really difficult. And credit to the Braves, they have surprised me with their pitching. But again, they've thrown their two best guys already. Let's see how the rest of the series goes. It's, you know, every single day, there's no off days in this series. So, you know, you throw your good pitchers like, like you have been, and, and they're going to get worn out pretty quickly. So I'm still intrigued by the NL side of things. The AL side of things is over. I wouldn't be shocked if it ends tonight with with a with a uh, Tyler Glass now on the mound. I wouldn't be shocked if he just goes out there and shoves and, and ends this series tonight. But we'll see if that can get done or if the Astros take one and have a gentleman sweep in all of this. But that was today's episode of Locked on Royals. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you tomorrow on Locked on Royals.